Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party. Again, let me explain what the Lot Party is all about. If you ever worked at a dealership, you know, as a salesman, as a porter, as a manager, we do lot parties. Gather the crew around, get out on, their, on the physical lot and stir things up. Start moving things around, put the trucks in the back and the, the specials in the front and so forth. Well, that's what this show's about. It's a lot party, but we're going to talk about your virtual lot. What we got to do to stir things up and, and get things moving on our virtual lot. So today, I want to take the time to talk about SRPs. I, I think there's a big misperception across the industry about understanding what really drives SRPs because in order to get the VDP, somebody actually clicking on your car, and that's, I mean, that's really what you need. You need more VDPs to sell more cars, but to even get that VDP, you got to show up in the search. And I don't think there's enough talk or understanding what really drives SRPs. So this show, I'm going to take a deeper dive into what really drives SRPs and kind of to back up my data and where I'm coming with all this data or information from is, um, you know, I spent almost 10 years on the retailing, running internet departments and helping dealerships improve, or run an independent used car lot. But the last another 10 years traveling with V Auto, training dealerships, and I probably touched a thousand around the country. And I've done workshops. And I bring up this question about SRPs, and I've done it over all these years, almost 20 years now, um, about what drives SRPs? And I've done it in my workshops at just at the CBT news conference, auto remarketing conference, to webinars on dealer on, to again asking these dealerships across the country, what drives SRPs? And 99% of the time, people get it wrong. And I'm going to bring up that question I ask everybody. But again, I, just over all those years and exposure, exposure to all these people asking this question and them getting it wrong, really indicates to me that there's a misperception and a, and a misunderstanding about what drives SRPs. And what I love about this topic is you have so much control on your virtual lot, on what, how to drive SRPs and VDPs. There's so much you can control. And let's compare your virtual lot to our physical lot. You have very little control on how much traffic you can drive to your physical lot. I mean, you could do mailers and estimate how many people are going to come in. But, I mean, the only really way to dictate how many people are on your lot, I jokingly say, you know, you need to put a police officer at the intersection or the entrance of your dealership and have them direct traffic. And that's about the only way you can control how many people actually show up on your lot. And that's kind of the equivalent of an SRP, is that person walking your lot or maybe driving their car around your lot and looking at what you got. Now, the key is to get them out of their car, see a car that they're interested in, get out and ask you questions about it, and that's the VDP. But, again, I need that traffic. But online, you have total control of what actually drives those SRPs and VDPs. Now, there's six factors that drive SRPs, and I want to go over those with you. But before I, and of those six factors that I found, you got control of four of them. Two you don't have control of, but four of them you do, and that you could drive. But before I go into that, let me go over again what, you know, that question I asked everybody, those managers, the used car managers, the GMs, GSMs, and and as a matter of fact, I've even done workshops with like NCM20 groups and GM meetings and stuff. And, and again, I, nobody knows the answer to this question accurately. And the, the question I ask, and I'm going to pop it up here, is what really helps increase or guarantees an increase in SRPs? Is it one, better photos? Two, better comments? Three, more competitive pricing? Four, all the above? Or five, none of the above? And a majority of the people are always going to, you know, every once in a while, somebody will raise their hand on number one or number two, better photos, better comments, or more competitive pricing. But majority of the people will raise their hand on number four, all the above. 
and that's totally wrong. It's actually number five. None of these really guarantee you more search results, and that's the stuff I want to dig in on this show. So let's let's take that apart first, and then I'm going to dig into, again, the six factors and the four that you can control. So the reason why better photos won't guarantee you or drive more search results is this. If you ever gone to autotradercars.com, cargurus, even your website, you do a search for a particular vehicle, year, make, model, or what have you. If you've ever done those search, you're going to see plenty of cars that show up with no photos, bad photos. The only way that it would guarantee you more search results, and it won't even do this, is if somebody narrows their search down to cars with only cars with photos. Now that right there, if you don't have photos, you're missing those SRPs. But again, it's not a guarantee that they would do that. But not only that, cars with bad photos and cars with stock photos will still show up in those searches. So again, better photos does not drive SRPs. It's going to drive your VDPs. I'll do another show on that, but it won't drive your SRPs. Better comments. Again, inaccurate. How many times you've done a search on AutoTrader and seen no comments or bad comments? So having better comments won't drive guarantee a drive in SRPs. Now, it can't help increase it, but it's not a guarantee. You can't just automatically do it and you're going to automatically see a jump. But I do see jumps on cars when we get more accurate and better um, comments. Let's dig into that a little bit. Uh, if you have a sunroof in your fit pictures, but you don't have it in your comments, if somebody narrows it down to uh, BMW 3 Series with a the sunroof, then yes, if you don't have that in your comment, you won't get an SRP. But if you do, you start increasing SRPs by getting a little bit better in your comments. But again, you can't guarantee somebody's going to narrow that search result down. Now let's dig a little bit deeper into the sunroof. Using manufacturer terms are costing you search results too. So again, you get an uptick with better comments, but it won't guarantee you because it, it requires somebody to narrow it down to these comments. But if you do get better with your comments, you should see a little bit of an uptick. But And here's what I mean by manufacturers costing you, term words costing you search results. A lot of the highline of vehicles, Lexus, Infinities, they call the sunroof a moonroof. So a lot of dealerships or companies that do comments for dealerships rely on the manufacturer terms like moonroof in the comments. If somebody does a search for sunroof on sites like cars.com and stuff looking for a sunroof, your moonroof will not show up. Um, if they do a search for Navi or navigation and you put GPS in your comments, you won't show up in that search result. So. Yes, you can maybe do a little bit better in your SRPs with better comments. Again, it requires the customer to narrow it down to those particular features. But if you are going to get better, do things like sunroof slash moonroof, GPS slash navigation slash nav, uh, rear entertainment DVD player, because some people might look for a DVD player, some people might look for rear entertainment. Okay, I do a whole other um, a workshop on you know some of those comments and driving flat pricing and, and doing S, uh, comments and so we can go in more detail. But I just want to touch base on that because comments won't guarantee you search results. As a matter of fact, if you go to cars.com, they don't even show your comments again in the SRP page. So uh, unless they're narrowed down by features, you're not going to get more more SRPs by comments. So we'll get off that. Now, more competitive pricing. Let's talk about that a little bit. Again, that's a misperception that, hey, I'll drop the price and I'll get more exposure on the car. Now, let's say you're a traditional dealer that takes traditional uh, uh, psychological pricing and you have it at $19,998. let us say somebody does a search for a car up to twenty dollars Your $19,998 vehicle shows up, right? It's in the SRP page. 
Now it's a few weeks go by, no one's clicking on your car, so you decide to drop it to $19,495. Now again, somebody goes to the site, search for a car, twenty grand or less, you're, the, you're still there. You didn't increase your SRPs. You didn't increase more exposure on that car. Matter of fact, it might even hurt it a bit. And here's why. Because at 19.9, you might have been on page one. Let's say Auto Trader does 25 cars on an SRP. At 19.9, you're on page one when they do a 20 grand search. You drop it to 19.4, that might shove you on page three or page or two or three because you're now cheaper because they sort high to low. Your 19.9 was at the top, you drop it. Now you might be on page two or page three, and that customer might not get to those pages. So you've lost SRPs. So just getting more competitive on your pricing won't guarantee you an SRP. Another example, let's say you're at 20,003, okay? And you're missing people that are searching for 20 or less. So you decide to drop it to 19.9. Again, won't guarantee you more search results. All you've done is taken it from the shopper that might be 20 grand and higher. Maybe they do 20 to 25 grand. Again, at 20,003, you showed up for them. Let's say there's 500 shoppers that do 20 and higher. You moved it to 19.9. Well, let's say there's 500 shoppers that are looking for 20 grand or less. All you've done is move it from these 500 shoppers to these 500 shoppers, not necessarily guarantee you more search results. Now, a way that pricing can drive SRPs is flat pricing. I talk about this a lot. If you take that 19.9 car or that 20,003 car and put it at 20 grand even, you're going to get an uptick in SRPs. You're going to gain the 20 and less guy and the 20 and higher shopper. So flat pricing can get you more SRPs. But again, just because I'm at 20 grand, even at flat pricing, when I go to 20 grand and I get a lot of SRPs and I get more competitive and drop it to 19.5, I've seen and I just did a quick tip last week of there's a black hole in pricing. And what I mean by that, the 20 grand peaks on my SRPs, but as soon as I drop it to 19.5, my SRP drops and I'm kind of in this black hole of pricing. So again, getting more competitive on your pricing will not drive more SRPs. And hopefully I explained it there. So again, none of these actually work. So let's go over those six factors that actually do drive SRPs. And again, the four that you have control of. Because again, this is where the fun happens because you do have control of it. One thing you do have control that drives SRPs is how many cars you actually have on your lot. If you go from 100 cars to 150, you have more cars, you should get more SRPs. And vice versa, if you go from 100 down to 50, you might have uh, a, a decrease in SRPs. Now I say might, and I'll bring you out in a minute. Having the right mix of cars, that's why I said might. If you went from 100 wrong cars to 50 of the right cars that people are shopping, you might sustain or increase SRPs. But... The better mix of cars, if you're stocking more cars that people are looking for, you're going to get more SRPs. Again, something you have total control of. Your inventory levels you have control of, that will drive SRPs, total SRPs for the store, right? And then having the right mix of cars is going to also increase, and that's up to you to buy the right cars. There's tools out there like V-Auto and stuff that could show you how fast those cars are moving, how a good day supply or bad day supply cars. And Auto Trader has things like a uh, search index that will tell you how many people are shopping for this car versus, you know, how many are actually available in the market. And, you know, here's cars that there's a lot of searches but low availability. So there's resources to find the right mix of cars, okay? Another thing you have total control of, excuse me, is how fast you get them online, okay? If you take 14 days to get a car online, it's not even online. Let's say you have 100 cars in inventory, and only 80 are online, and it takes you 40 days to get them online, 20% of your cars 
are not getting exposure. You're not getting your SRPs to increase, and that's costing you search results, which then cost you the VDPs and ultimately a sale. So the faster you get these cars online with a competitive price, good comments and descriptions, you get them online, you get the SRP, and then good comments, photos, and description, competitive pricing, we get you the VDP. So you have total control of that. Again, remember the cop and controlling traffic on your physical lot. You don't have control of how many people show up on your physical lot. You have so much control here. Here's another thing, and this is one you're not. This is one you're not going to like, but it's true. Is the more you spend on these sites, you go to these alpha premium type packages on Auto Trader, Spotlight ads. Um, so when you spend more money to get more exposure on these cars. Again, it's up to you. If you cut back and your SRPs drop off, if you cut back expenditure, your SRPs can drop off. That's costing you some SRPs. So again, these are things you have total control of to drive those SRPs. Here's a little bit of deeper dive of things that you don't have control of and it affects it. Now, one of the things that I do from dealerships is we track all these things. I'm going to show you a chart here of SRPs dropping off. I've got a dealership. His SRPs and VBTs are dropping off, and I've got to figure out why to help them solve this problem now so we can get this inventory rolling again. And one of the things that you're going to need to track is, again, your inventory level. Is If your SRPs are down for your inventory, is it because you have less cars out there, right? Check that off the list. The next one is how many, what percentages are missing online. If I have 100 online and, and, or 80 online and 100 in stock, Again, what's my turnaround time? You need to be tracking that data out to understand if that's the reason why your SRPs are down. And don't just track overall SRPs. I'm going to show you a chart here. This is overall SRPs. Your overall SRPs might be up because your inventory level's up. It might be down because your overall inventory level's down. you got to look on an SRP per car basis. And again, this is the chart that I referred to. Those are trending down. So we got to do a deeper dive in, okay, why is this happening? The going back to the six things that control SRPs, the fifth one that you don't have control of and that you should be tracking is the market. How many shoppers are out there? Okay. Now, autotraderandcars.com, if you log in on the back end, they'll give you a month to date shopper count. They'll give you a shopper count for last month, like how many SR month to date SRPs and, and a shopper count month to date. Now, we do a little bit deeper dive with our stores, but this is something that you can do yourself is every week we go in and we pull that data of how many shoppers are here month to date, okay? So for an example, if I pulled in last week, it was 20,000 shoppers in my market, I'm gonna put in that number into an Excel spreadsheet or we happen to use Google Drive, we put in that number. Next week we log in, we look at the back end and the shopper count month to date jumped to 30,000. Now, I know then we had 10,000 shoppers that week, okay? We went from 20,000 to 30,000 shoppers. So one, you could do a weekly shopper count. Again, this week, if my SRPs are down per car, is it because there's less shoppers? Is it something I'm doing? Inventory level count, photo and uh, photo count, uh, not photo count, but how many cars are actually listed online? Is it something I'm doing? Am I carrying the right cars? Again, one of the things we track out here is what's the average day supply? Is our, is our cars day supply building up and maybe I got slow moving cars and that's costing me SRPs? Or is it my average pricing? That could be I have the wrong cars because my price is too high. Again, here's a chart that we use for our dealers. Um, is it I got the wrong mix? This particular dealer, we were watching his SRPs and VDPs going down. And what we noticed was 
um, his inventory level, he had over 70, 80%. He's a Ford Lincoln store. He had 82% of his inventory were tied up in Ford and Lincolns. So you can see this pie chart here where his inventory level was high in Ford and Lincolns. Now we even dig deeper is another thing that we do that you can't control is a saturation of the market. This is the sixth thing that you don't have control of is, is, is the inventory levels increasing online? Does the, car, the shopper have more cars to look at? I'm going to dumb this down a bit because I can get pretty deep on it. But again, this is something we look at and I can gauge. But let's say there's 10,000 shoppers this week and there's 10,000 cars listed online. Let's say Auto Trader. Um, that's one car per shopper. Make sense? Now, let's say fictitiously that there's next week there's still 10,000 shoppers, but dealerships ramped up and bought a bunch of cars, and now there's 20,000 cars available for that shopper. There's twice as many cars available for that shopper than there was a week ago. So that could be causing me search results. I'm getting diluted. It, the market's getting bigger, and my, my inventory shrinking in that exposure, so my SRPs drop off. So this dealer that had 82% in Fords, what we do is we go live to those sites. We look at Auto Trader every week, but how many new listings, used listings, how many certified listings. And we'll, even if you're a franchise, we'll look at how many Fords are listed, how many Ford certifieds, Ford used. And you can see here in this chart, there's been a 14% increase in Fords in this market. So if there's been a 14% increase in Fords being dumped in his market, he's carrying 70, 80% of his inventory is Fords. Guess what's going to happen to my SRPs and VDPs? And I don't have control of it other than having the right mix of inventory. So that's our focus is to start grinding down or maybe not buying as many Fords and buying other makes and models. So the, again, the six factors, the four you have control of first, how many cars do you have on your lot? You control that. How many uh, do you have the right mix? Okay. Do I have the right cars people are looking for? Either average pricing, day supply, or core cars. Um, how fast do I get them online? I have total control of that. How much do I spend? Do I increase my budget, decrease my budget? That has a lot to do with it, okay? Then the market. If there's more or less shoppers, I can't control that. The only thing I can do is maybe there's less shoppers, I'm going to have to maybe grind down my prices, get more, get more competitive to stand out. Or if there's more inventory out there to choose from for this consumer, cars per shopper levels. Again, that's something I just made up, but that's a, if there's more cars available per shopper, I'm going to have to be aware of that, and maybe I'll have to grind down those cars and those prices. So that right there is, again, really what drives SRPs. And, and the more you understand this, the more exposure, the more ROI you get on sites like autotraderandcars.com. Once you get that exposure, once you get that SRP, then you're going to get the more VDPs. And I'll do another session on VDPs and what can control that. But I just wanted to get this out there because there's not a lot of people covering this and you need to know about it. I'm going to end this show with a tip. It's an appraisal. It's a little bit of a lengthy, it's about a six-minute video tip about appraisal processes. And to be honest, it was too long to put out there out there in the market because I don't think anybody's going to sit through the six-minute quick tip. I'm going to cut it down to maybe two or three-minute, three-video tips. But check out this uh, appraisal tip because, again, having the right cars, what you're buying and how you're buying them is going to affect your overall profit at your store and some of this SRP stuff. So I hope you enjoy this, chip, uh, this tip, and hopefully see you next week on Lot Party. Thanks. 
All right, let's talk about appraisals. I think it's the most important thing that's happening on your lot that doesn't get tracked it or turned it out. And it's, it affects your new car inventory, affects your gross, and it affects your sales. And most stores doesn't track and turn that out. But I just came off a conference call earlier this week where a dealership was struggling with gross profit in their vehicles. And they said, by the time I buy these cars, put it through recon and conditioning, and try to put this out there, I just don't have any profit left. So we started digging through the appraisals, and we're not tracking those appraisals at all. So it's real important, one, to be able to confirm exactly how many appraisals you're doing a week, a day, how many are you taking in, and who's appraising them, and how much are they putting into them. And if you could start tracking those appraisals and look at what you call your look to book, your closing percentage on appraisals, and you start tracking that number, you're naturally going to start getting better and better at it. So one of the things that you need to do is make sure every appraisal goes into some kind of system. Every dealership I work with works with Viato. Once they're in that system, happens to be in Viato, you finalize every appraisal. And it, then it starts tracking every manager, and every appraisal, every car we put in, how much we put on it, how it compares to the market. And then once you're able to track that and track that closing percentage, if you want a rough estimate, figure out how many new and used car deals you do a month. So let's say you sell 100 cars a month, figure how many of those deals have trade-ins? Let's say 50, 60%. So you know you should have at least 60 appraisals in that system. And if you don't, you need to figure out why. But once you start getting that number, look at how many deals of those you close. Most dealerships can run anywhere from 30 to 40, 50%. And then again, that number can vary based off of if you have a lot of subprime traffic. You might be appraising a lot of cars you don't trade for because you can't get them bought. Or you might do a big new car push this month, and then you take in a lot of trades that you stepped up on and you might have buried yourself on. So one of the quick tips though that I want to give you on appraisals, not only just tracking and trending in, is how you look at those appraisals. Here's one of the biggest mistakes. A lot of times we go into an appraisal, one, looking at wholesale data. A car that we tend or plan on retailing, we need to be looking at retail data. Once you look at that retail data, you need to figure out an exit strategy type of approach. Again, when most mistakes are happening is we're appraising cars looking to make a two or three grand deal on it. Well, that's a day one approach. And to me, that's kind of the, the hope approach. I hope to trade this car and make two grand. And by that, when that happens, especially on the curb, you might be missing deals. Or if it happens at the lane, you're not bringing those cars home with you. And you're scrambling just buying what you can. So here's a, here's a quick approach. Now again, in Viato, I'm going to show you a little snapshot here. They kind of have a uh, four square approach. And in there, they're going to have your bid limit. They're also going to have your, uh, your, your bid limit, your percentage of market, your profit, and how you rank. You also put reconditioning in there. So most dealers will have a two or $3,000 profit margin in there when they, they have this four square running. And again, that's a day one approach. But think about when we used to appraise or appraise cars looking at wholesale data. We look at a dump strategy. If I trade this car, go to the auction, what can I get for it? You need to approach the retail cars the same way. We need to look at it and say, okay, when this car turns 60 days old and I'm ready to dump it, what's the minimum amount of profit I'd be willing to take at that time? And most dealers would say, man, if I can break even or make a few hundred bucks at 60 days, I'd be good. So one strategy is to change the profit margin. Instead of two or 3000 just put $500 profit. So what that does, it gives you about a $500 cushion. So when 60 days rolls around, if that car depreciated 500 bucks, you're breaking even. But it gives you that profit margin of $500 at 60 days. 
Now again, in Viato, you can do a pricing strategy to say, okay, when it's 60 days old, I'm not pricing it 100% of market, I'm gonna be pricing it probably 90%, 88%. This car will leave my lot pretty strategically. If I price it at 88%, it will leave my lot. With $500 profit, the system will kick out a number for you and tell you what your maximum number can go in on that vehicle. So this isn't a training session on Viato, but what I want you to start thinking about is thinking about a retail exit strategy, a true one. So I said, okay, if I was ready just to dump this car, price it 10% below market, if I can just make my bare minimum profit of $500, that's your what I call put my hand down number. And what I mean by that is when we go to the lane and buy a car at the auction, we come up with the number and say, man, if the bid gets higher than 12 grand, I'm done. Well, come up with that on your retail. And a lot of guys will say they'll hit a, hit a car light and they're gonna negotiate with the customer, go back and forth, and then stop where it doesn't make sense anymore. But come up with that number at the very beginning. You put your hand down number, let's say it's 12 grand. Figure out that number, and again, that's a true exit strategy number. That's a car I know at 60 days when I'm ready to dump it at 80%, I could still, or 88%, I could still make $500 and dump that car. Then you work it no different than the auction, okay? You pencil your deal light. The auction on a 12 grand car might start at 10, then work yourself up to 10, 5, 11, 11, 5, and you might be able to buy that car for 11, 5, but you're willing to put your hand down at 12. If you take the same approach on a retail car, working a deal, you know your cap's 12, start the pencil at 10, 5, 10, or wherever you think you can, you might be able to walk away with 11, 5. But you know, if it goes at 12 or higher and you let that customer walk, there was no more money on that trade. No different than the auction car. So sorry I went long here, but there's a deeper dive in appraisals. I think a lot of dealerships are missing one, tracking and trending out. Two, take a retail exit strategy approach, not a retail hope approach on your vehicles. If you need more information, just give me a call at 844-LOTPOP4. Email me at jrice at lotpop.com. Thanks. Hey, thanks for watching my video. If you like it, please give me a, a thumbs up and a like below and subscribe to our channel. And check out more videos at increaseturn.com. I also have a weekly show called Lot Party on Autotainment Network. Check it out.